You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast. And on Twitter, Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the 409th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in Orlando. Hey, this is Matt in Minneapolis. And this is Spencer in Holyoke, Massachusetts. You guys, I know there's been a lot of cycling this week. I know, Tim, you're like recovering from hurricanes in Florida. There's a lot of big news, but I want to get to the biggest story first. I need to cut to the chase. Little guy, Mm. why is there a Vanagon episode in the Slow Ride podcast feed last week um, that's like three minutes long? Because we started recording it, and so I I had to put it somewhere. So, well, did it have... So, this is my question. Uh Uh-huh. Is the Slow Ride podcast feed the appropriate place for the van again? I thought... I thought... I love the idea. Don't get me wrong. Episode is great. I I was on the edge of my seat throughout the whole thing. Yeah, all three minutes. When I said you should make it an episode, I kind of meant, you know, your own podcast. Oh, Wait, this is my podcast. <laughs> Wait, you were joking? Oh, like another one. Oh, you know, another like one. an additional one. Oh. Yeah. Well, this is like a supplement. I mean, we've got. Uh, we have a certain subset of listeners. We have at least listener. Sh- sorry, sh- that. Well, do enjoy the the Vanagon content. Yeah, I believe it's, we have some other a fair Vanagon amount of listeners. Listeners got, out there, we had we had. I think we got a new follow on Instagram this week that. Uh-huh. Um, also commented that they have a Vanagon and they and they understand uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, the pain. So I, I I think we might we might have to take a poll, but I I think we have a few more Vanagon I'm not even sure yeah. if the UK corner or the Aussie corner, like I think they call them transporters over there. That's true. We'll have to we'll have to make that clear in the in the quiz so we don't yeah. you know, confuse them. Yeah, that's true. I feel like. I love it. Don't get me wrong. I'm I'm waiting for episode two. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I'm sure. <laughs> but maybe maybe next time, maybe next time, um, I can help you. I'll just get you another fee. I. Here's it's probably free somewhere. There's probably mm. a free. I, anyway, I I, I loved it. It was great. Thanks. It carried people over. Mm-hmm. For the week that we weren't here, yeah, um, really there's a hurricane. If you guys that's bring true. It back to me, that's true. What? You know, there was a what. There was a hurricane. There was a hurricane. Hurricane Hershey? I did see him at El yeah. Lombardi riding the pace for Pogue. Uh, hurricane Hershey looking good. It was, um, you know, there's a, there a lot of things going on. And look, I know you're going to try to make this about bike racing, but just for a second, a <laughs> uh, shout out. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. To you guys, uh, well, namely little guy for reaching out to see how I was doing um, the next morning. Spencer, I know you just assumed I was fantastic. Um, I got a little <laughs> little bit of a, uh, a leak in the rear uh, rear roof. But we, I think we we managed there. Um, that good. I did go for a bike ride about two days later, um, and then I was getting ready to podcast with you guys, and I, I just didn't feel good. I, I just felt a little stick, uh, sick, and then I realized that uh, Orlando put out a water advisory mm. because with the 14 inches of rain, all of the wastewater was all backed up. So who knows ah. what I was riding through um, when uh, I was, you know, just just 
gallivanting around doing some disaster tourism, mm -hmm. seeing down uh -huh. uh, trees or whatever. Um, but yeah, I'm back. I'm up and running the city of Orlando. You can drink the water again. Um, it's uh, yeah, things are looking up. How's um, how's Mickey? Did he make it? The mouse house, probably fine. Oh, okay, that's a good 30 minutes away. Okay, all right, just checking. You know, he's important to a lot of people. I'm more worried about Shamu. That's yeah, true. That's good true. point. I know the, the real question all of our listeners have, because last episode we left everyone on the edge of their seat. Will Tim have to ride the Klein for the first time to get disaster relief to his yeah. family? Use those racks and panniers to bring home potable mm -hmm. water. Obviously, he didn't bring home the potable water, because it sounds like you no. just rode through the sewage <laughs> no, water. Fail. Did you ride the Klein, or did you, did you take the moots out yeah. and ride the moots through sewage? That no, would, I took uh, the uh, Swiss cross rust out. Resistant, rust okay. resistant, rust resistant So that's good. Took the Swiss cross out. Took the mozzie out. Taking the mood, it's out. I still have yet to ride the Klein. Um, but we will be doing a Klein corner discussion with you guys, little guy. It's okay. Don't worry about it. I I am thinking of changing <laughs> the Klein over to like a, a like a one by eight, two by eight, like mm -hmm. but flat bars. So I'm gonna need Go. to get some trigger shifting on there. I don't want go, the drop bars. No, 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 no. Go full sham. Go one by 11. Get get some force on there. <laughs> Something that'll make little guy really happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, I think the big thing is little guy wants me to fix that bike because then he's like, hmm, maybe Tim will send me those cranks if he's a nice guy. <laughs> um, but so it all depends on what how much help little guy wants to give me in getting this bike um, outfitted to what my dream bike would be, which is a flat bar bike with risers mm -hmm. um, and like a little townie bike. Okay. Okay. I'll I'll try to be helpful. You should probably I like your stem too, so we should get like an adjustable stem on yours cuz we just don't know where you're going to want that <laughs> fit to be when it rises. So Should we I get one of those uh, uh, quill stem adapters to a thread? Oh, those no. A thing of beauty. Yeah. Oh, my least favorite idea. thing in the world is the is the quill to threadless adapter. Yeah, that was a test little guy. You're getting oh. some more points to get these uh, Do cranks that, anyway. Tim, and um, get the um the like Cane Creek uh like Thudbuster seat um yes. with shock in yeah. it. Definitely get a so, Thudbuster. Well, I've got I have a Cane Creek question you guys. Do you think Spox Oh, good. Okay. Perfect. Do you I'm think the guy. Do you think Spox are ready for a comeback? Do you think Spox wheels? 100%. I feel 100%. I feel like we're right Wait. on the cusp on. of of a second coming of Spox wheels. Spox? Did they ever leave? <laughs> I think they did. I saw a pair oh. in a in a used rack a couple weeks ago, and I just okay. they're so futuristic. But they're it's a future cool. that we as a society decided not to not to you know take what it. if if the world wasn't ready for Mad Fiber wheels, mm -hmm. I don't know <laughs> if the world is ready for Spocks to come back. Yeah, but what about those spokes that are made out of cloth? Are you saying those? Those are, are those the mad fibers or the ones that like literally were were. I'm I'm not sure, um, guys. I know we're we're really trying to beat around the bush here and talk about anything other than the tragedy that has befallen cycling this week. Yeah, oh, okay. that that's honestly tragedy. where I was. I was about to I say know. like, we're all wearing black um, today as we record. It is a, a somber mood. I know yeah. Tim didn't blast my ear uh, buds here uh, with the introduction. Um, you know, because of the dour Paul cast over cycling, um, as Alejandro Valverde has closed out his season and his career, um, without a win. Um, 
kind of a win win in life. But I thought for sure all those years of getting paid off by people, it would, uh, (laughs) it would come to fruition, but it did not. He, of all the retiring riders this weekend, and we, we obviously had a lot, he had the best result come Sunday or Saturday. Like, uh, well, Valverde was six. Nibali was uh-huh. in the 20s. Michael Nieve also bowed out. Another good rider, not the same caliber, but he crashed out on on Saturday. So, And then, like, yeah. Gilbert, Terpstra, a few other guys, Langeveld today. Like, it's a lot of heavy hitters of the last uh it is uh we say it a lot like it's an end of an era you know like every couple of seasons we say that but like this one actually really seems like the end of it like a whole generation of can we of uh top performers that are exiting of the guys that that retired like those six guys i just listed that that retired this Uh weekend four of them won multiple monuments like that's yeah pretty bonkers like nibali valverde Gilbert won everything except Melanzanemo and then Terpstra. Yeah. Like it's it's kind of a big thing of one multiple monument winner so, retires, yeah. but you had four multiple monument winners in a weekend. Yeah. Crazy. And one of them, you know Yes, one of them. Let's not forget Re- Rebelin's amazing week that he had. Oh yeah, he retired Nibali. too. <laughs> and then and also then a monument winner. Got, yeah, you got Nibali. It's easy to forget but because we are, you think he retired ten years ago. Yeah. <laughs> We're unapologetic uh-huh. in our love for Valverde. Um, well, quite a career. Yeah. Sweet capstone. Unfortunately, last year was probably like his best chance to win some big races, but then he crashed out of the Volta. So he kind of just hung on around for one more year. Mm-hmm. Um, is there like a testimonial race? I mean, they're going to name a race after this guy in Spain, right? Like there'll uh-huh. be a Jeep. I mean, if there's GP Miguel in there, right? There's got to yeah. be a GP. Oh yeah, Alejandro Valverde. Uh, for sure. Can we start it? Is this an opportunity to jump on this before it gets done, or is that some sort of copyright infringement? I mean, well, I mean, speaking of copyright infringement, we Uh-oh. could just call it a World Championships um, and be just fine. So we can mm. we can That's... we can figure that out. There's your segue to uh, Gravel Worlds if you wanted to get that way. But <laughs> Tim, um, I want to argue real quick. You you're giving Valverde some shade there. You're saying last year was his last chance for a victory. I I just want to yeah. go through the results here through his his two weeks of italian classics at the end of the season we all know oh. the most important couple of weeks of the season he did four four races here the finish all the season after the volta uh second at the copa agnosti uh mm-hmm. fourth at emilia third mm-hmm. at tre valley and then sixth mm-hmm. at il lombardi those are solid results for anybody much less someone who can go straight into a senior living facility <laughs> Fair enough, but let's go yeah. back to uh, stage wins for the year or race wins this year. He had two. One was a, a race in Spain, a 1.1, and then he had a, uh, a stage win at a 2.1 stage race. Yeah. So, you know, little guy, again, great results. I think that, uh, you know, congratulations on uh, calling him out this last few, few weeks. It's great. But when he was going into, at the end last year, heading into the Vuelta, he was in top form, and it was looking good. And unfortunately, he just couldn't make it happen. You think he um, didn't make any of these victories like Tim alluded to earlier because he's not making the deals uh, because he's got to make that down payment on the new 55-plus uh, community condo that he picked up there in, <laughs> in Spain mm-hmm. somewhere, probably? He's probably out in the aisles, right? The Bulwarks. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. He's just going to open a coffee shop. I mean, what what does he do in retirement? That's I think he heads question. straight to the beach, right? Like yeah, yeah. he's not going to he's not going to be one of these guys that keeps on uh, reveling and along uh, for another decade. Yeah. I can't tell with him. I think that's the thing is I think he's confused. He can't tell either. That's why he keeps <laughs> almost retiring for the last five, six years. Like, yeah, will he's he just make be another at, comeback? Will yeah, will he just be at the Grand Fondos in a couple days, or will he will he go like all Johnny Bunio and just look really tan and like and like wear yeah. fancy clothes and become a well, helicopter pilot or something? You know? let's, let's pour out some energy drink to the great <laughs> Alejandro Valverde. And let's do a little bit of a segue into Lombardia, uh, mostly okay. just because uh, uh, Valverde's uh, last understudy, he's brought so many under his wing throughout his uh, career. Sure. But I think it would be said that the last one that he took under his wing is going to be Enrique Moss, who had an amazing second place finish, lost the sprint to Pogacar, um, single-handedly uh, saving Movistar from relegation. Uh-huh. Uh Gentlemen, is Enrique Moss our new Valverde? He did have a good Italian Classics week. I wouldn't say Valverde, but I think he might have. I think Valverde kind of slapped him across the face and said, I'm actually leaving. Like, you've got to start. You've got to do it, man. You've got to take over. Like, he he, he lit a little fire under him before the Volta, and it hasn't gone out. hear Hear me out on this just a little bit. He's 27 years old. Mm-hmm. He's past like the young, young gun stage. So now he's like the vet. Uh-huh. He's hated by English media because they don't yeah. cover him at all. They all just yeah. assume he's on the program and doing like normal movie star things. They just dis- disown him. Uh-huh. I kind of think that it kind of continues the movie star flavor. It's pretty awesome. He's a grand tour threat. And a classics threat. And not at the top step like Pogacar. Pogacha. Pogacha. Hey, he won Amelia, which I know you didn't notice, even though it's one of the greatest races on the calendar, but he won Amelia <laughs> this year. So he did win a little mi- mi- semi-classic. I don't, I, we can't give him Valverde status yet, but I... I no, not yet. You, I'm just you, saying he's on the radar. No, yeah, you've been you've been on the Moss train for a while, Tim. We, we got to give you that. You You've been on the train. You haven't derailed the train somehow the, the train's been getting <laughs> faster um yeah he, he he's kind of he's kind of coming to his own and i got to imagine the movie star bosses are amazed and happy we have a 30 second news break this is little guy's half minute of italian classic week little guy 30 seconds to tell us what happened in italian classic week outside of the monument <laughs> Well, okay. uh, like I said, Moss won at Amelia over, uh, I don't remember, Pogue and Posavivo, I think. My boy Posavivo. Uh, Pogachar won at Treval. I don't remember who won the other one. And it was all great <laughs> and pretty. And uh, I feel a little weird because Italy's gone for like 10 seconds but left. Other than that, uh, Italy. Woo! I guess All do right, gravel worlds us. count? Do gravel worlds count? Is Italian classics week now? Oh, that's that, a big question. That's how do we, that's how do, it. How do we put gravel worlds in there? It's gonna remain unanswered until next season, little guy. <laughs> yeah, next season, Italian classic week is over. 
Um, Lombardi was cool. Uh, little guy. Um, anything about, uh, I know the women's world tour also wrapped up at tour de Romandy with, uh, kind of a two, what was it? Two day stage race. Yeah. I didn't get to watch it, but, uh, Molman, Molman over, over. Yep. yeah, over Van Vluten. She seems super excited. Um, not often anyone beats Van Vluten in a race of more than one stage at all. So that was good. And we got a note uh, that our uh, our dad correspondent in, in, in Sweden uh, was out there rocking your shirt, Tim. It nice. was. We got a note from uh, uh, Kirby in uh, from Chicago who was over. And he saw my shirt in the wild. It was yeah. fantastic. So... Uh, yeah. Win Switzerland for me. Really cool. So check out our uh, Slow Ride podcast Twitter. And we'll also put on Instagram the uh, retweet. But uh, <laughs> fantastic to see the uh, Slow Ride podcast shirts out in the wild. Um, little guys. So overall, I apologize we weren't around for last week with Italian classics. But uh, let's get to the big news. I think we honestly, it is the big news. Um, and of course, I'm talking the hour record with uh, Ghana. <laughs> Ghana absolutely slaying it, unifying the gravel championship, or sorry, the one-hour championships across the board. Whoa, it unifies um, gravel? Oh, my God. I'm so confused. He, I love it. Yeah, he unified unified because he beat Boardman's Superman record, mm-hmm. and he also beat, I don't even, uh, was it Bradley Wiggins that still had the, uh, the traditional yeah. record? I don't know who had it. But anyways, Ghana went... What just shy of fifty-seven kilometers in an hour? Yeah, um, yeah, pretty good effort. I mean, decent. Yeah, not bad. <laughs> yeah, not bad. Uh, it was like watching a handsome clock go around, a, <laughs> around yeah. the, the boards. I gotta admit, it was super boring to watch. I tried to watch some of it. I was hanging up laundry. I tried to get because it is an amazing feat. Like it's it's so impressive that someone can ride that fast that long, and. I want to watch it sort of out of respect out of how amazing it is. And I'm so that is 35.2 miles an hour for those on the uh, standard measurement um, that Ghana rode. The bike was fantastic. It was really cool. As much as I didn't want to like it, the 3d printing of it and like the, the different arrow features. I don't, I don't think you should gloss over that. What you just said, Tim, 35 miles an hour, because I can, I have gone 35 miles an hour on my bike like down downhill like slightly downhill but like yeah. i've got i've gone that fast i cannot imagine holding that pace for one entire hour how long so this is what i want to know i was, I was thinking this season how long do you think you guys could go 35 like flat we have to find a flat yeah. space and do this test uh-huh. how could long I, could you go 35 miles an hour could for i go 35 miles an hour could I go 35 miles an hour, like flat? Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't think starting. I can get myself <laughs> going that fast without a pace, like a yeah. car to and this is, Yeah, so this is to, from a dead stop, yeah. I really want to know this now. I'm going to have to go, like, Strava and see and see if I can just do it for, like, a minute. So, well, that's the... So you guys have seen... So you remember... Um, I don't know if you guys saw this, but... Uh, and I, I'm going to uh, butcher the, the his oh, name, we're, but... We're used to it. Elude Kapoji, the marathoner that in that is just you know Berlin is the home of like the fastest marathons for the last like nineteen years, and just this past September, mm-hmm. the gentleman ran it in two hours, one minute, and nine seconds. Yeah, and so there's a challenge that's out there where you can get on a treadmill and you set your you set your speed at what 
he was running. I think it's like thir- I think it's like yeah. is it fifteen or thirteen? Like thir- yeah, thirteen miles an hour. You set thirteen miles an hour, then you run, and how long can you keep that? Yeah, he kept it for two hours and one minute. We can do the same with the Ghana challenge, right? Uh-huh. Like, get up to thirty-five miles an hour, no drafting. That's what's yeah. amazing. Like, I yeah. need a lead out to get up to thirty-five. I can, I. So I'm thinking maybe I can keep on flat roads thirty-five miles an hour less than twenty seconds. Yeah, like I like. There's no. <laughs> Like, think about that for a second. And what's crazy is, yeah, what's crazy is like, here. you're being very vulnerable, Tim, and I appreciate that because I expect you to say like five minutes or so. No, you know, no, like, like, no, less than a minute. And yeah. what's crazy is, it's not like he went 35 miles an hour right at the start. It no. had to have taken like a kilometer yeah. or two to get up. So that means that there was time when he was actually going like 36, Faster. 37 yeah. miles an hour yeah. to bring it back down to that average. Yeah, that's insane. And I've tried, I, I'm going to do the Kapogi challenge again. Apologies for the name. I had a stroke, but what we're going to do here, um, is, I didn't uh, have a stroke and I can't pronounce it Tim. So don't, yeah. I, I wouldn't so, worry about it. No, I know. I just like justifying my, my horribleness. So I just got to say that we, we should try it out, but Ghana, congratulations. Mm-hmm. couple of things I just want to say is that all of the, um, coverage, was on like Boardman, 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 and right. Boardman, and hardly any mentions of Graham Obrey, which is a complete shame. Graham Obrey yeah. was like the 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 first maverick, the first like pioneer to try things that were different, the first to get banned by the UCI before it was cool. Oh. So congratulations to Obrey for at least coming back in the news a little bit. True OG, but, yeah. like he he's the legit OG or the geo but the point is yeah yeah anyways congratulations to philippe ghana Uh uh-huh wonderful awesome a handsome what was it stopwatch what did you say little guy that was a great nickname i think it should stick i don't yeah i don't remember something like that Uh, handsome stopwatch yeah well well i'll go back and post i'll figure it out yeah, yeah 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 just fix it um I don't think we're going to have to talk about an hour record anytime soon, unless it's on no. the, uh, the women's uh, side. Yeah, this is a celebration, a period of celebration for the Slow Ride <laughs> podcast where we don't have to talk about the hour record for, for quite some time, for decades for quite some probably. Time. Yeah. yeah, like it's, uh, it's done. Stick instead, a fork in it. we can talk about really exciting, cutting edge, great oh. racing. Uh, like, you know, the stuff we're really excited about, like, UCI Can, gravel world. Oh my God. Example. There's so much to start. Let's, <laughs> let's start with this. First off, okay. the UCI UCI did up by making the women's course 54 yeah. miles or 54 kilometers shorter than the, the men's course, because why not? You're the UCI ever, right? Yeah. And, and you know, the women haven't proven that they can do the same distance, well, you know, it's driving Bianca. At least they gave them their own day. At least they gave them their own start position. They're not stuck behind a bunch of masters messing up their race elbow and women out of the way there's no uh there's no cheating although oh um well i I guess there was no cheating but um you know that kind of takes away from the the spirit of gravel maybe they should have all been started together um you you think maybe the the like the team's like like jumbo, like the jumbo men's wait, riders wait, would wait. be like, Voss, get on my wheel. And they'd like, they, <laughs> yeah. that's Damn. the sort of thing we have. Are you saying that cheating is a part of the spirit of gravel? <laughs> yeah. 
Why not? Okay. All right. You know, I just like you have make like that whoever, clear. Yeah. Okay. You know, the spirit of gravity. It's kind of like, yeah. You know. Anything goes. Run what you brought. Well, so I think we need to have this. So first off, shout out to the people in Lincoln, Nebraska that yeah. had the wherewithal years ago yeah. to create the gravel world championships. Yeah. And I think they've trademarked it. They've done like the legal work to actually like they are the gravel world championships. So now there's like the UCI gravel world championships, which is just chef's Unofficial. kiss. Just yeah. like love it. Uh, that's awesome. But I think when it comes to things like this, I need, mm-hmm. I need to learn my position here. I need to learn how am I supposed to, to stand on all I know is when I woke up this morning on Twitter, people were just nonstop talking about gravel worlds, which I yeah. found was funny because everyone was talking about how much they hated it, but then they were all talking about it. So I thought no better place to go than Jeff Kabush's Twitter account to see uh, how, how the, the thought process of one of my favorite writers was. And I got to tell you, Mr. Kabush did not disappoint. <laughs> and, uh, he overall his take was that the hypocrisy around the criticism from America, American gravel community mm-hmm. was killing mm-hmm. him. First off, he points out that the UCI approached various gravel promoters so that they could have the UCI gravel world championships at their events. And people were like, we don't want you here. We don't uh-huh. want you anywhere near this thing. Okay. So the UCI was like, fine. We'll just go somewhere and make money off this. Um, and basically, the United States lost its opportunity to mold the sport <laughs> in the actual correct way that everyone was critiquing about on Twitter today. Are you using uh-huh. air quotes when um, you say correct, or is, or is that we're taking an official stance on correction? I mean, I'll take the... I Look, man, I think that... Uh, <laughs> I think Kabush, in my opinion, summed it up because the amount of... The point that I took away from his Twitter criticism was that for those complaining about the UCI getting involved with gravel, like we all knew it was coming. We could have right. actually done a better job if it was here right. and pushed it as the birthplace of gravel. But also, is it really the birthplace of gravel? People have been riding their bikes off paved roads since the beginning of bicycles. Yeah, so, it's called road racing. Yeah, like, but that's stop one. The second was when it was pointed out that on the men's side of things, mm-hmm. the leaders and the main folks were riding road bikes. <laughs> that's <laughs> so fine. Entire, that's correct. So the entire that's, cycling that... industry that's been trying to convince you that you need to have a gravel uh-huh. bike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're like, whoops, <laughs> don't need that. That's yeah. brilliant. I mean, someone's I marketing department is for mad. quite some time. Um, yeah, I mean, is a gravel bike's a cross bike. Cross bikes are. Vanderpool was on a road bike. A gravel. Uh, little guy's right. A gravel bike is a bad cross bike, and a cross bike is a bad road bike. And yeah, well, in a way, the fact that they have gravel bikes and they have road bikes, but there's been enough sort of uh, <laughs> working together in the last few years that all these road bikes can actually now fit thirties. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and so in a way, the gravel influenced the road bikes getting bigger tires. And, and then these guys were that, able yeah. to ride bigger tires on their road bikes and not mm-hmm. have to ride the gravel bikes. So it kind of worked that way, but you're right. They can't 
show the gravel bikes in the same way. But can anybody tell the difference between any no. No, of the big no, manufacturers' no. bikes? Like they're, they're big, thick tubes. They're made of carbon. I can't tell the difference. The only uh-huh. difference I could have told would have been if Johnny and Vanderpool had been riding the duplex bars, which they weren't. And so, huge miss, huge, huge miss, miss for Canyon. Oh, disappointing. One of the riders was on so, uh, on the on the on the duplex. It, really? But, yeah. I, In I classic gravel fashion, uh-huh. when I googled UCI Gravel World results, uh-huh. I somehow found myself on Cyclocross Magazine's website, oh, which that's... I find hilarious because Cyclocross Magazine having coverage of Gravel Worlds on the day of. The Cyclocross World Cup in Madison, Wisconsin, where they, it appears that they just took tweets to cover the event. They had the full results for the gravel. Uh-huh. So um, maybe they should just change the name of the magazine. I don't know. That's a whole other conversation. But I will say this. The Gravel Worlds captivated my Twitter feed. Uh-huh. People seem to be really into it. Congratulations. Uh-huh. The lack of duplex bars, as pointed out by Little Guy, was disappointing. very disappointing. But Little Guy, how excited were you? When you saw who won the race, uh, the well, race. both men's race and the women's race. Yeah. But yes, we're today I on the men's race. On, Thank you. And yeah, um, my boy Johnny Vermeers was off the front with Daniel Oss for quite some time. The one thing we can definitely say about this, well, I think it was a fun race. All the the talk people were saying, like it was fun to watch. Obviously, these riders were excited to do it because they showed up to it. The yeah. course was weird. It would have been nice if the coverage hadn't cut out all the time and that anybody knew what was going on would have been also nice. I don't know how the UCI dropped the ball so much in that one. But Johnny Vermeers won. I'm super excited. Man needs a pay raise. I'm just going to say it every time. Also, <laughs> what was my other also? I don't even remember I also. Vanderpool Something got about third. probably Daniel Oss being the actual spirit of gravel cycling <laughs> and embedding, embodying everything that we know gravel cycling well, to be. In a way, yeah. I mean, he's been here racing uh, gravel in the U.S. I was not at all surprised to see Vermeers and and Oss off the front. Oh, my point mm-hmm. was going to be that again, a race with no race radios is more exciting. Like if that had had race radios, yeah. it would have been just a boring race. Oh. As it was, you had. These guys getting off early, getting a big lead, and they had to ride basically the whole time. They couldn't ever sit around and look at each other because they had no idea where anybody was. <laughs> I'm so shocked that the UCI did not allow like, – like I'm surprised that the UCI actually was smart and kept with the no race radios thing that they do for some of their races, which is awesome. But this is proof that you need to get rid of race radios. Like, it, yeah. like it's – the argument – it's only by riders that make it and they seem to make it in the vein of rider safety when in reality it's their robots and they're not allowed to go do whatever I, they I want. I would say that race radios count. just just benefit the riders who are currently deemed leaders on teams. Yeah. Like if you're yeah. if you're if you're the leader cuz like in any other situation everybody knows Vermeer and Oss are too strong to give 4 minutes to, right? In mm-hmm. any other race you'd never get Johnny Vermeer. They would have called back for they been, or well, the, and they, but they would have just been chased down, like, like, yeah. like GVA's like AG2R teammates in a normal race would have chased him down. As it was, he was sitting with Vanderpool, who was like, "Ah, eh, he's my trade team teammate. I, Do you, I don't want to pull him back." You know, like the, the literal excitement though, of Vermeersh's face when he sees <laughs> uh, Matthew Vanderpool come up to him and he's got that yeah, like look. And little guy, I thought of you nonstop. It was oh yeah. It was fantastic. Um, everyone should check out the UCI Twitter feed for that little gif. I, uh, uh, 
I, I wanted to hate this race. You guys, like, I yeah, same was here. not excited about this race. I was sort of like, ah, UCI is going to UCI. And, of course, they did. They did all kinds of weird stuff with the starting order and things like that that uh, were a little janky. Um, yeah. But looking through this uh, result sheet on the men's side right now, I am just thrilled with everything that I see from uh, Greg Van Evermet being up there. Uh, in the mix. Stybar. Perfect. Stebar being up there. Yeah. Like, these are names that you expect to be, uh, you know, pushing their way into the gravel scene about now. Like, this is making sense. Lachlan Morton in 18th. Well, even better, um, the battle for 16th place. Mm-hmm. Going to Nathan Haas, who, a deserved winner, uh, a, 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 yeah. a friend of the pod, I will say, um, has definitely liked tweets of mine before when I'm trash talking uh, Quinn Simmons. So I appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you, right, Nathan good. Haas. Thanks. Um, in a tight sprint with maybe the guy who was destined to finish 16th place at UCI Gravel Worlds, pipped by Nathan Haas, that would be Matthew Beers, who <laughs> seems, you know, predetermined. Mm. to be uh, a gravel I mean, superstar it's yeah i mean he's definitely got the name that everyone mm. wanted i gotta i'm gonna have to dig into these results to see who's yeah. like looking at it like who's the real gravel winner like right like so i, I know all of the gravel uh, sure. right now is going like like is it haas like who's the one that or is it you know i guess Haas at least did unbound i mean yeah, peter soggins here in 14th place i know amazing but, you know but who is like, there's got to be one person here that's kind of like, oh, that guy's come to, you know, Belgian Waffle Rad. Um, yeah, he's probably down at out. the bottom. If you yeah. scroll all the way down, Tim, uh, down, 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 near near the very back, there might be a Slow Ride Podcast favorite as well. Uh, finishing in 93rd place, Jordan Schleck. Oh, I see this. From Uganda. I don't know who this is. No uh, relation, I'm guessing, to any yeah. Schlecks that we know. But I need finish line photo evidence that Jordan Schleck finished Gravel Worlds full Schleck. Full Schleck, correct. I would hope so. Um, it looks like uh, his uh, bib number is number two, which is awesome. Um, Can I say one, one thing that's interesting about this is that you, it's hard to hate it, especially when it's a, ri- a race that riders seemed really excited to do. You know, yeah, like that as was much the as UCA messes up, the, it was fun to watch and it was a weird course. Like the finish was super weird. They rode through like a dressage course around a, a walled city. Super weird. But like Not on had, gravel. No, well, like dirt, gravel, <laughs> grass. But you had riders like, this is definitely a classics race, right? I mean, it's like a flat yeah. grass. Yeah. Class, yeah. You had guys like Superman Lopez showing up to ride it. Like, so when yeah, like was, guys that but, can't, have no chance like you know he's just gonna get his doors blown off all day but he's like yeah i want to go do that do my favorite thing about this is though is how like the u.s gravel scene is totally lost out sorry show's over like the uci's got it now they did an actually okay job save for some weird things but let's get into that gentlemen go ahead spencer well i i don't know if uh they would have got the turnout if it were over here, uh, yeah, you know, no. based on the World Cup uh, cyclocross experiences that have been a struggle uh, getting people over here, but um, I just want to say the race was also very exciting on the women's side of things. Uh, with That's... PFP taking the win, 
uh, fan favorite, uh, Lauren Stevens, uh, being part of the move there for a while uh, was very exciting. Finishing 15th place, so close to 16th, uh, where surely uh, one of Tom Skewn's probably favorite uh, cyclists, Latvian, um, Lia Lianze. Uh, oh, thanks for not making me uh, say that one. Um, th- can we, <laughs> Spencer, uh, Lauren DeCrenzo, uh, 20th place. Um, and then I, let's get back to PFP. I made the tweet about this. I, okay. I will say it right now. She needs the belt. She has now won every single world championship that m- more or less matters, save downhill mm-hmm. in the UCI rule but like watch out oh yeah. by the way is, is there gonna be a gravel world championships in glasgow next year when they're all there anyway i have no idea i'm curious oh, on wow. that That's um we'll question. have to look into that and then so, yeah pfp has won but PFP. in 2015 she won road worlds cycle cross worlds and mountain bike cross country worlds in the same and, year and, and then, then this, this year, year she's won cross country marathon gravel and one other one that i'm not short track okay just so, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. She's never won the belt. She's hands. She's I mean, never won the belt. She's never won the belt. Now it is the uh, Marianne Voss championship belt um, because we've always said that Marianne Voss is the greatest living cyclist right now. Like PFP. Oof. That's she's <laughs> like some competition. Actually, I mean, congratulations, Van Vloot. Let's not knock Van Vloot for her amazing um, road career. But PFP can get it done on any type of surface and bike. It's amazing. I I don't even think this needs to go to vote, but I'm going to nominate uh, PFP for the belt. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Second. I, I was there in Mount St. Anne, uh, watched her win a world championship uh, cross-country title, get the jersey uh, a couple years ago, and um, it is unbelievable to me that she has not held the slow ride podcast championship belt until this point it's an absolute slam dunk for me uh she needs to go in the book awesome um let's get with michael matthews see what he thinks in this week's pre-lap so remember it and uh yeah enjoy your slow ride podcast All right, here we are in the premium lap, and once again, we'd like to thank returning sponsor Hammerhead, where you can get your very own heart rate strap with the purchase of the crew too. Head over to hammerhead.io, and you're going to use the promo code SLOWRIDE to get your all-inclusive heart rate strap. The reason I say that is, what better way? If you're going to get a computer and you need to monitor your performance, not only mm-hmm. does the crew too tell you like the climbing feature and where everything's going on this bright heads-up display that's amazing... You're going to want the heart rate strap so that it all dials in. So when you upload that to your favorite fitness tracker, everything looks good and it's fantastic. So head over to hammerhead.io yeah. for that uh, heart rate strap. It's, it's fun you talk about the uh, the uploading because that experience is super seamless. Uh, whenever I'm doing rides, it pops up to uh, my Strava and my training peaks automatically. Like It was super simple to sync those things. And... Um, one of the things that I've been impressed with, I would say like all the, all the physical things like the screen and the touch screen is beautiful and it works well. And all the things you, 
not, I guess not expect, but like it exceeds expectations. Um, the thing that's impressed me is the software updates that keep coming through bi-weekly. I get an email like, Hey, these are the new releases. This is what's new. This is what's improved. This is what's better with your hammerhead. I have never had a cycling computer that continued to get better while I owned it. And that is one of my biggest, uh, uh, takeaways and reasons, uh, for you, my advice for you to, uh, head over to hammerhead.io, use the code slow ride, get the crew too, and, uh, definitely pick up the free heart rate strap as well, because I love mine. It's super comfy. <laughs> awesome. I couldn't agree more. We'd also, while you're on the approves in the internet, head over to wideanglepodium.com. Check out our entire family of shows. Major shout outs to Bill over at Cyclocross Radio. Hands down, the best radio program about cyclocross racing. It's fantastic. You should check it out. <laughs> I, I, yeah, can't argue with that statement. Bulletproof. I would like to just give a quick shout out to uh, the folks at Austere Manufacturing who make really cool little aluminum and titanium buckles and straps out in Washington. Okay. They were super nice. This is not uh, like a sponsorship, but I bought some of them and they got lost in the post. And one of them was supposed to be for a present uh, to put on a new bike uh, rack on a bike rack. And uh, it got lost and they were just super nice about sending me out a new one like right away and not stressing on the fact that I uh, had these things disappear in the mail and then they showed up eventually so I ended up actually just buying a second set because they're super awesome and they're what do you use it for cool. uh, for like on my basket just like strapping things down on there nice, nice. is this the basket cool. like the f- it's still attached the basket yeah yeah just like a basket okay. on the front of my bike but then you know you throw like a water bottle or random things in there that want to bounce around and I got bought these cool little straps but they're they're super cool and cute, and uh, and and you can get them in little anodized what? aluminum colors. And uh, anodized, super you say? Nice. Now you're speaking my language. Yeah, yeah. I got yeah, like you bury the lead there. I got yeah. like blue and pink ones. What is this? What is this website? What is this company? Austere Manufacturing. A U S T E R E Manufacturing dot com. Make okay. them out in Washington. They're aluminum right. and titanium. They're super cool and nerdy. And I'd wanted some for a while. And they're very nice people. When I had so they're from the Pacific Northwest? Yeah. yeah. Checks huh. out. So. Yeah. Awesome. Let's get back to the show. Hey there, it's Mike Vanningham, your second favorite Canadian. And I do listen to the Slow Ride Podcast. All right, gentlemen, here we are back at the show. Let's get right back into the Slow Ride Podcast email bag. You can always email us at the Slow Ride Podcast at gmail.com, where all of your emails are gratefully received. Quite a few to get through today in our t- compressed time. If we don't get to them this week, we can always add more. Uh, Justin Bristol hits us up from lovely Savannah, Georgia. And he says, obviously... The QR code on your jersey should go to the exclusive download link of episode 400. Uh, Great idea, Justin. Um, A couple of other people also mentioned that on Twitter. So when we make our QR jersey, um, I think that's the one where it's going to go. But Justin continues, don't expect you to read this part on the air, but it sounds like a shameless free promotion. But (laughs) Georgia Bikes Bike Walk Live Summit is on November 4th. We'll have a presentation session about bike buses. 
Oh, from the okay, Georgia cool. Safe Routes to School Partnership, and this dude That's will great. also be leading some of the sessions on the bike safety. And of course, that is about the gentleman that we were talking about last week that has over 300 kids showing up to his bike bus in uh, Portland, Oregon. How awesome is that? It's it's fantastic. And uh, you know what? Anytime one of these advocacy groups or members of the advocacy community have a quick little announce it, hit us up. But uh, Justin, you're doing uh, yeah. the Saints work over there in Georgia. Absolutely. Love it. Also on the emails this week, we got it. We got a da- We got a couple dandies here, little guy. Um, <laughs> I, I'm trying to think which one to uh, go to first, but let's let's go with it. Um, the first one comes to us from Rodolfo Fernandez, and he says, "Hello, guys. I'm surprised by the lack of reporting on the Slow Ride podcast on the third season of the Movie Star team's least expected day about the 2021 uh. season. I understand the little guy wasn't able to crack his neighbor's new Wi-Fi password." <laughs> To know yeah. it's available, yeah. but Spencer and Tim, what's your excuse? Um, you know what? Challenge accepted. We yeah. have talked about how we were going to watch it, and we have not. So it is time for us to do that. Can we just go it, do it? Is it available? I thought it wasn't available in the U.S. Is it? Is it on American Netflix, or do we need to? Do we need to? I think it's back. Okay. Okay. Well then. We'll do it. Your, I thought I had heard your, that it wasn't, and I didn't. I didn't have. Does your neighbor not have like a VPN or something, uh, little guy? You know, I'll go. You know, you guys, I go ask him. I'll walk yeah. over and ask him. The <laughs> double decker bars. My hello, hello, hello. Just a few quick thoughts. In which race is Vermeer allowed to wear the world championship stripes? <laughs> it is pretty obvious mm. in most races. Remco is not at his best. Stra- Strata, Roubaix, Tours, Antwerp. Port Epic, Breton. The line seems to be reasonably easy to draw. You decide with your expertise. This is a good question. When okay, can so Vermeersh wear the uh, championship stripes? Would he God, be allowed to so, wear these at Unbound? Well, this gets to another thing too, though, is that like Perry Tours was today, which has thrown in gravel bits in the last few years to lure lure the fans to watch it. And then the UCI goes and undercuts them by doing the Gravel World Championships on the same day. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, forgot yeah. to mention that. That that was low. That was low. So, um, so if we're counting, I, I don't know if we can count Perry Tours because he wouldn't have it on the same day as the World Championship. So the UCA doesn't believe it's gravel. What happens think- if Johnny Vermeer shows up to Unbound or shows up to Gravel Worlds Nebraska? In, in, in Nebraska? Uh, can he mm. wear the World Championship stripes? Yeah, I think Ooh, so. Oh, this is a I really good I, question because doesn't the, the UCA so like, ban you? So could I. Yeah, yeah, but but doesn't the UCI have a rule like somewhere deep down in their rule book that you can't, if you're a pro team rider, you can't do non UCI. Sure, sure, sure. Remember, let's talk in an Austrian. You know, this this thing is not uh, actually enforced unless they want. But the UCI is going to be like, we don't want to degrade the the rainbow jerseys on these gravel races that we've just. They have a UCI gravel world championships. They've degraded it quite enough already. They have other races. They had that race in the spring, and I don't remember what it's called, but Lusenko won it. It was in Spain. I talked about it. I was excited about it. It was a bridge. There was a funny pinch point and all this stuff. Okay. Like, there are official like gravel yeah. UCI-sanctioned gravel races in Europe. So Okay. I, Do we know what I'm the sure Gravel Vermeer's World Championship jersey looks like? I I mean, it looks like whatever his team wants it to look like, right? That's, that's No, but like, is there like a, you know how like the time trial one has like the weird clock? 
And then the um, the one on the track has like yeah, the yeah. weird um, circles. You know what I'm talking about, Spencer, because you're yeah. a design aesthetic. Little Absolutely. guy just thinks they all look the same. But you you and I, these uh, well, you know students it, of design, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can imagine it has baby like, heads. Yeah, little pebbles on it, maybe. Um, but are they going to be small little European pebbles or like big, real, like American gravel pebbles? That's the question. That's 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 a good question. I mean, so much to discuss here. First thing we got to find out if is if in Glasgow they're going to do a World Championships of gravel. It would be a yeah. totally lost opportunity because there's there's got to be some good gravel up there in the in the the Highlands. The highlands, yeah. Um, and they definitely probably have tons of the uh, the cows, the Highland cows going around to knock riders off their bikes. Sure. Um, that would be fantastic. Can you imagine if that happened in a in the UCI gravel worlds? Is if a cow took one of the riders out? Do you think people would be like screaming about course safety? Um, because they don't do it at the tour of Croatia, but, um, you know, they can do it, uh, on the gravel <laughs> course. Anyways, I, I digress. There's, there's so much to Certainly. talk about here, guys. I, I'm just trying to think, uh, the, the question continues, are double decker bars now considered as the equivalent of the aero baklava and time trials? Has your bike now have a higher value because it's too high end uh, and it's no longer a worthless artifact? I forgot. Again, it I, is up I, to your expertise. I don't want to derail this glorious gravel conversation that we're really getting in depth on, but I forgot to bring this up. Um, Filippo Ghana won the uh, hour record, set it, smashed it, crushed it, fastest yeah. ever. Did not wear the uh, Aerosock headgear. <laughs> um, yeah, guys, imagine how fast he would have been. Is that just like a, a fever dream that I had? Did that? Did those actually <laughs> exist? The first day of the tour, the prologue. The, I, uh, do those people still have their jobs at Specialized that came up with that idea? Probably not. There has been some exodus. <laughs> um, so uh, these emails uh, come to us from uh, Nicholas, uh, many-time emailer and friend of the podcast. So yeah. uh, no double-deckers. We talked about it earlier. All road bikes at the Gravel Worlds. Um, yeah. Uh, Only so the brave. Only, stuff. you know... Double decker bars are outlawed. Duplex bars outlawed. Um, only outlaws are going to ride duplex bars. So, Ball Ball Zhang hits us up. Dear Slow Ride Podcasts, I'm a longtime listener of your show, and I work as an assistant professor at Syracuse University, and I'm a hobbyist gravel cyclist on the side. I heard about the UCI Cycling Fan <laughs> Kit Design Contest on your podcast <laughs> and decided to enter it on a whim. And I won. You can read awesome. about my winning here. <laughs> Anyways, the, the kit is available for sale here. Once I get my free kit, I'm going to wear it while rail biking. I'll make sure to yeah. send you all a photo. Keep up the good work in reporting and comedy. <laughs> Best, Ball Ball. It's pronounced Ball Ball. Thank you so much. Um, assistant professor at uh, Syracuse University. Wonderful city. Um, Syracuse Crunch. One of my favorite AHL hockey teams. Awesome, okay. awesome city. Right. Um, okay. Little guy, this one's going to yes. kick to you. Um, okay. How do you think when I got this email, I responded to Bow Bow? What, what do you think my first thought was? Was it to check out uh, the kit I mean, or was it to send back an email? I bet your first was to send back an email to inquire about uh, payment. And how it went, and then and then you probably checked the kit out after. Naturally, I emailed back <laughs> immediately to Bob Ball. This is amazing. 
But we must know, did you get a free jersey or did you get paid? So exciting, Tim. By the way, the design's pretty awesome. I appreciate the design. Bow Bow, great work. And uh, thanks, Tim. They're sending me a free jersey and bib. Unfortunately, I'm not getting paid. Have a great weekend. So, <laughs> Bow Bow, if you're still listening here, 53 minutes into the Slow Ride podcast, mm-hmm. I have an offer for you. Uh-oh. The UCI, Uh-oh. the United States Cycling Federation may not have paid you for your amazing design work, but you know who will? The Slow Ride Podcast. Send us an email, <laughs> and I think it's time that the Slow Ride Podcast gets a jersey done. We've got some ideas in the bank, mm-hmm. but you may also have some unique individual ideas that you want to bring. Let's have a discussion, but we're going to pay you for your time. Which is what the UCI, USA Cycling should have done for the hard work that you put together to make an amazing jersey. So congratulations on the jersey. And well, because uh, we're in the business of one-upping everybody, we're going to pay you <laughs> for your time. You're yeah. an associate professor. This is, well, this is, our, our, this is our, uh, our proposal. You know, it can be accepted. It can be declined. That's all right. Uh, don't feel any pressure. Uh, but we are. In the market for a designer, it seems like you've got the chops. We've got budget. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we can put something together here and also just shame USA Cycling a little bit on the side, which is always good uh, for business. Mingle, yeah. Oh, fantastic. Well, cool. Um, yeah. I, I can't wait to see. Uh, I congratulations mean, on winning it. Um, I, and I can't wait are. to to send uh, my design over that I've come up with, you guys. I think uh, you guys are going <laughs> to love it, and uh, everyone's going to love it and want to purchase it. So, and uh, let's get into uh, the Trek Cyclocross World Cup. I mean, guys, we're going to go a little bit late this week, but America Cyclocross is back, and it was on the grounds of Trek, while many were in the caverns of the warehouse looking for the Klein corner mm-hmm. out on the course at the world cups, Eli Ezerbeet um, takes the win on the, uh, the men's side and Femme Van Empel takes it on the women's side today in the world cup. There were a couple of C ones over the course of the weekend. So congratulations to riders there, including Lars Vanderhaar um, for taking uh, the coveted Wisconsin Badgers hockey Jersey. Um, yeah. Were you able to watch any of the racing, little guy? No, I mean, man, this weekend was so packed full of bike racing. No, yeah. I didn't watch this. I did watch many of the other races, but uh, they really slammed us this weekend. So, no, usually I would have. So, we'll have to listen to Cyclocross Radio. Is going to be the best way to get the coverage. I saw lots of great pictures throughout mm-hmm. the weekend. So I was able to tune in that way. But I want to give a shout out to a friend of the pod, multi-time listener, multi-time emailer. (laughs) She tried so hard to get 16th place in a Cyclocross World Cup. It's basically a shoe. Yeah. Yeah. But they got 13th. Got 13th. I know. It's like even like. It's an amazing result. Um, Yeah. And to get 16th place. She would have had to go a full 30 seconds slower, which is, you can't ask for that. If it was like, you know, maybe five seconds slower, they could be like, come on, you know, sacrifice mm-hmm. your, your personal hopes and goals for the real true championship that is 16th place. But <laughs> congratulations to Austin Killips, uh, awesome. listener mm-hmm. of the pod for, it's gotta be her best finish ever. Yeah. 
I mean, no, well, mm, I don't know. In a World Cup. Okay, in a World Cup, sure. Because she, she did win the uh, women's elite race uh, here in Holyoke uh, a couple weeks back at the uh, cross oh, race yeah. that I was supposed to do. <laughs> yes. I don't know. The World Cup 13th might be. <laughs> 13th? A win is a win. Hey. A, wait. Hey. a win is a win. A win, a win is, is a win. win. What you going to put I mean, on the resume, you know? It's true. It was always hard to to just to, to explain to people how I felt like my not getting lapped and finishing 15 minutes down to uh-huh. Jay Powell at Jingle Cross was my biggest victory of the year. Yeah. Like, trust me. It's my biggest victory of the year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I peaked for like that. So the, <laughs> the World Cups continue next weekend at um, Fayetteville before okay. heading back yeah. to uh, Chuck I wonder. So. I wonder how many riders, yeah. Like, it sounded like Lars wasn't going to go. I wonder how many riders will stick around, I guess. That's why. But let's not sleep on it. I mean, there's just, like like you were saying, little guy, it's such a um, jam-packed weekend. But, you know, Trek is still doing the work. Let's not forget that they were the Mm -hmm. first race to ever offer equal prize lists. So they -hmm. they deserve full shout-out on that. Um, And they're continuing um, the life of cyclocross fandom here in the U.S., while there's grassroots the, they races are the across the country, they're the torchbearers at this they're point. They're still doing it. Yeah, yeah they're it's, they're crushing it. Um, and so many friends of the pod work there, um, and it's you know what? Congratulations for keeping uh, this show on the road. That is uh, Psychocross um, in the United States. And for full coverage, check out um, CX Hairs on Instagram, and then also Psychocross Radio on um, Spotify or wherever hey, you get your podcasts. I have a question. This is a question. For Bill, in the women's Bill. race, he's well, not here. Because I, well, I, but he, he, I'm sure he's listening. Bill, I, oh, I yeah, know yeah. you love the podcast. In the women's race, fifteenth <laughs> uh, place is Ava Ava Holgram, and sixteenth place is Isabel Holgram. They're both from Canada. Are they sisters? Has that ever happened? They went fifteen sixteen in the women's race. I'm Battle assuming they're related for sixteenth. It doesn't end on the course, is what you're saying. It's going to be and in same, the whole van ride age. home. Both 17. Are they twins? Oh. Oh, my God. I don't know about these two, but this is this is kind of blowing my mind. Okay. I'll That's, have to there's tune in. There's a Cana- yeah. Canadian powerhouse uh, family, so the, I guess, that I've been sleeping on. The, so. the full podium's Eli Ezerbeet takes it 30 seconds over Lawrence Sweek. And a full 40 seconds over Lars van der Haar for your podium. And then on the women's side, uh, Van Empel is rounded, rounds out the podium with Alvarado and Lucinda Brand in the third place. Now, so it looks like again, a sprint finish for Finn. Who, uh, so Lauren Sweek won the Slow Ride podcast 16th place jersey in uh, the yes. 2019 edition of the race. Um, so that is coming to fruition as far as him getting some good results uh, at the race. Uh, so you're welcome, I guess, Lawrence. Thanks. Um, yeah. Was uh, was our women's winner there as well this year? Do we know? I have not looked at the results, so I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> um, I, can't, I didn't see her on the on the results. I, I don't okay. see her on the start list. Um, I'm She's probably what, like winning other races then, doing great. <laughs> I mean, she yes. had a huge, huge year. She did have a huge year. It's true. Cycle cross and, and okay. results. All right. Just check it. Let me just double check. I do want to, it was Sharin Van Andrew. Yeah. Of, uh, the, let me see. Not there. Um, last okay. uh, race, right. uh, unfortunately. So, well, cool. 
Um, gentlemen, uh, real quick, as we round out the show, it was a highlight of the last week and a half, two weeks, for me to roll up my sleeves and discover that there's a, a sport that is even more ridiculous than cycling when it comes to cheating and the lengths that people will go to to cheat. Do you want to guess which sport had the better doping controversy or cheating controversy than cycling in the last month or so? Month or I think so? Of, I can yeah, think I think of two. You, two? I think of two. I can think, and, I, and they're both barely sports. Uh, chess and mm-hmm. fishing. And boy, was it awesome being a cycling fan, looking at the, the implosion of those two worlds. Let's get into the fish doping um, controversy at, out of the Lake fish Erie doping. Walleye Trail Tournament with, by the way, like $500,000 okay. on the line. So as much fun as cyclists want to uh, poke fun at a, uh, Bass fishing or yeah. walleye fishing? Sorry, did little guy, did little guy just say that it was barely a sport? Because yeah. that sounded no, like a half a, million there's a lot dollar of money in um, These two <laughs> I mean, gentlemen, these two yahoos, uh, got caught stuffing their stuffing their uh, their their fish with um, weights, lead weights, um, and then caught on camera as the weights were pulled from the fish. And, uh, yeah, amazing. Um, also other old pieces of fish, other fillets stuffed down in there. So these fish look like they might've only been like 10 pounds, but no, they were, they were, they were very heavy. It was amazing. Did you guys see this? How, wait, how much? No, not at all. How, how egregious was this fish? It was ridiculous. So apparently they had seven, like two pound or one pound weights stuck into like three of these fish. The best part was, is that. So apparently in fish competitions, you catch as many fish as you can, but you keep your five heaviest and then you weigh them out. And then whoever weighs the most wins the competition. So you get five that you get to bring. Got it. And this team of dopers, Uh I'm not even going to say their name out of disgust, but also because I don't want to look it up. Sure. Um, Disgust. These two gentlemen okay. needed something like 15 pounds to win the season-long competition, which was going to come with like a $75,000 check. So naturally, they need, well, okay. let's say, 15 pounds. They, they brought like 30 pounds worth of fish to the line. And more, they had more weight in there than they even needed to win the title. But, you know, like any good doper, you know, go yeah, big yeah. or go home. You know, like we're not Wait micro-doping. Uh, yeah. Everyone go watch it. It was covered in the New York Times, the Washington Post, the Wall Street Journal, BBC had coverage, NPR. It is fantastic. It is well watched, well worth worth watching the minute and a half YouTube clip. But if you really want to get into it, watch the 13 minute long clip where you see the guy that's like catches them because <laughs> he doesn't believe that the, the promoter of the event. He's up there. He's like, all right, we're going to read some raffle tickets. And then he like looks over and he's like, hey, uh, you know, John, stick around. I got to ask you a question. And you can see John just looking like, oh, no. And then the guy's like continuing to promote the event. Like, oh, let's give out some prizes. And then he just like pulls weights out of this fish. And he's like, we've got weights and fish. And then all of a sudden, everyone surrounds the cheater. And was like, you owe a lot of people money. And it was amazing. Mm -hmm. I love it. (laughs) It was great. Now, little guy. 
Well, see, that's how be, it's not. Oh. It's not like cycling because they would have all if if it was like cycling, they all would have been like, well. I don't think it's fair to check <laughs> any of his fish for weights, you know, and uh-huh. and I don't so, think he owes me anything. You I know, mean, it's an honest mistake. Most fish have weights in them, at least some yeah. amount. I mean, have you seen what we've done yeah. to our waterways so, in this country? Uh-huh. It's disgusting. I mean, uh, it was probably a, a, a tainted, you know, uh, smaller fish that this fish oh, ate. so you're saying that it could be like a tainted mm-hmm. beef situation mm-hmm. or a tainted fillet. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tainted fillet. Yes, I'm excited to see the legal defense. Is what I'm saying because you think this you ends know, up in maybe the... there's a vanishing oh. twin that this fish. There were multiple weights. Maybe the weights know, spawned themselves. Think about the possibilities. Maybe the fish. Maybe the fish drank too much whiskey Ooh, the night whiskey before. Fish. <laughs> mm-hmm. They didn't realize they were fishing right next to a lead weight yeah. factory. That's yeah. true. Who what knows the history do? of Lake Erie? Yeah. Could could be all kinds yeah, of lead weights. fire at any moment. They're doing a favor. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, but let's get, little guy, you said there was doping in chess? There was doping in that's chess. That's impossible. I mean, there, was accu- there was accusations of, of, of people, uh, I don't know, some, I don't, I'll get yeah. this wrong, but look it up. People. So, Basically, the accusation was that some, some, Young Gun uh, beat like the world champion, and the accusation was that he had mm-hmm. something up his butt. Oh, and it was <laughs> that's some dedication. Not far from cycling. The, a- not, the not far from what cyclists the, would do. The a <laughs> yeah yeah the AI was uh, sending the moves via <laughs> vibration yeah. through the uh, Anally. Yeah. internal Anally. mechanism. This, this sounds a lot uh, like that, cycling. That doping, was actually. there. It's a. <laughs> This is closer. This is closer than weighted so, fish. I'm gonna. I'll give them that. Um, and and just as unexpected, wow. I guess. Um, but uh, yeah, some 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 high drama there as the world champ uh, withdrew forfeit after one move and was like, absolutely not. I'm not no. playing you. You're Amazing. cheating. And uh, high drama. Just big, great stuff. Uh, read all about it. I'm sure you have. Great. It's been big news. Gentlemen, before we sign off, just two quick shout outs um, to two, for two local Orlando uh, area based uh, zines. So uh, I, I decided to get back to the roots. So I went to the local like record store and I saw a sweet zine called 4416, which so you guys know that's a that's a gear ratio for BMX. It's old school BMX. Uh, so What's ah. great is lots of descriptions about um, BMX bikes. I'm totally going to go out and go get a BMX cruiser again because it's pretty awesome. They look pretty sweet. So uh, this this zine, yeah. uh, this issue uh-huh. I was reading today had a, um, a sweet interview with uh, Chelsea Wolf, who we've uh, talked about before, but one of uh, our favorite athletes on the BMX scene, BMX Flatlander out of Orlando that represented the U.S. in the Olympics. And then um, the other one actually... Uh, mm-hmm. It was very unique. It's a little bit less of a zine, more of a photo journal. It's called Road Dogs. Um, and it was put out uh, by a gentleman named Brian Soderlin. So uh, you're going to have to uh, check this out on Instagram. But what it's about, it's all about cyclists that he has seen out on the road between here and like Texas. But they're the cyclists that are often forgotten by people like this podcast and others. They're folks that are living on their bikes that tend to pull like burly trailers. A lot mm-hmm. of times they might be filled up because they're going to be going to the scrapyard. They might have a dog. They might live. It's just, it's a, they're called road dogs. And that he just takes their portrait with their bike and 
tells a little story. Um, it's about 70 or 80 different cyclists, but it, it's amazing called road dogs. Check it out. If anybody is, uh, on there and I will put the link on our Instagram page so people can uh, check out a couple of the posts, but, um, it's, it's actually really well done. High quality, um, photography that I can't say more about. I'm sure we'll get that in the show notes of the episode as well. Anyways. So uh, with that good. Uh, good news, the Orlando cycling scene is strong as always. And uh, we'd like to thank all the listeners and supporters of the Wide Angle Podium Network. Especially want to thank Hammerhead for their continued support. So head over to hammerhead.io and get your very own Karoo 2. And if you use the code SLOWRIDE, you can get your um, a free heart rate monitor strap. We'd also like to thank all the listeners and supporters of the network. Check out Cyclocross Radio for the full up-to-date coverage of the Trek Waterloo World Cup. And with that, this is Tim in Orlando. It's Matt in Minneapolis. And this is Spencer in Holyoke, Massachusetts, reminding you to always wave at all your fellow cyclists you see out on the road. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod. What an episode. That was amazing. When that one person said that thing and then the other person totally like set them straight. Oh man, that was great. I'm gonna have to go back and listen to that again. But hey, since I have your attention now, hello, cyclocross friends, new friends and old friends and soon to be friends. My name's Bill. I host another show on the Wide Angle Podium Podcast Network. It's called Cyclocross Radio. And we talk to the biggest stars in cyclocross and even the medium stars in cyclocross and some of the soon-to-be stars in cyclocross. We also have a panel discussion we call the Media Pit with my buddy Zach and Michael where we go over all of the new rules that might be coming out and the calendar situations and races that happen. It's a great time. It's a great conversation. We built an amazing community that we want you to be part of. So go to wideanglepodium.com Become a member there, then go to your favorite podcast app and subscribe to Cyclocross Radio. Do it. Do it now. Cyclocross friends. <laughs>